0: Beth Jones is an international speaker and author, wife to paramedic Ray and mom of three beautiful daughters, Heather, Eden, and Leia. Beth also helps aspiring speakers and writers to share their unique message. Beth encourages women to use their gifts for God, fulfilling their purpose and living a life they love. Need a dynamic speaker for your women's conference, retreat, or online event? Contact her at bethjones.net. Welcome to my podcast. This is Beth Jones at bethjones.net. And thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. Today is very special because I have a guest, my precious sister, Maria Willis. Maria, welcome. Thank you. Can you tell us today we're going to be talking about mental health issues and how it relates to purpose? So can you tell us where you live, Maria, and what your profession is, including any college degrees that you have?
1: Sure. I live in Valdosta, Georgia, which is about the southernmost in Georgia you can get before you hit Florida. And I have a master's degree in clinical counseling. And I've worked at my job for about eight years.
0: Okay. So you're a therapist. What are some of your responsibilities and your tasks in your war as a therapist?
1: Mainly, I provide counseling, parenting education, substance abuse counseling, domestic violence counseling, and I do assessments on clients that are coming into the system. And let me clarify that, I work for a company that we work with families that have CPS involvement.
0: Which is Child Protective Services. And so do you work with mostly women, children, men, or just all of the above?
1: All of the above.
0: Okay. Now, the reason, one of the reasons i wanted to have you on here, besides the fact that you're my sister and my best friend, (laughs) and I believe in you, and I believe you're making quite a difference, is that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Millions of Americans live with mental illness or mental health issues. And this meant raises awareness about mental health to help fight the stigma against it, provide support and educate the public about mental health issues. And so many people try to cope all by themselves with their mental health issues and they stay isolated, which can be quite dangerous, especially if they feel suicidal or they have feelings of wanting to harm someone else. And you and I, thought before about how important it is for people to reach out and get help from other people, their family members, a pastor, even a therapist or a counselor. Why do you think that so many people won't and don't reach out for help?
1: I really believe that one of the biggest reasons is shame. I believe that there's such a stigma around mental health or poor mental health Maybe they feel like they can't be helped, or maybe they are scared they'll have to take the rest of their life. I also, before I got on the podcast, I talked to my supervisor, Angel Jones, and I talked to a coworker, Kamika Nellums, who recently graduated with her master's degree in social work. And so I asked them also, you know, what did they feel like some of the issues were, why people don't reach out? And my boss said, not knowing where to go for help and not knowing what kind of help they need, like, who do I turn to? And my other coworker, Kamika, she said that a lack of resources or knowing what resources are out there and maybe the fear of being diagnosed incorrectly.
0: And yes, that does happen. So I can see why that would be a concern and also the medications fear behind it. One thing I wanted to talk to you, to, and I'm so glad that you asked them that to get the input, but one thing I wanted to talk about today is how mental health issues affect people going to their dreams and their goals. My mission and my passion is encouraging women to use their gifts for God, fulfilling their purpose, and living a life they love. That's my mission statement. But when someone's struggling with depression, anxiety, fear, or other mental health issues, those things can be hard to do. So how do you think mental health issues hinder or stop people from going for their dreams and their goals and keep them from success, which for you and me, that would be our fullest potential in Jesus Christ?
1: It's a very complicated question. And I think there's more to it than just, oh, somebody struggles with mental health issues because that person also may have a trauma background. And I think that plays into it a lot. People often lack family support. They lack encouraging people that motivate them. When I talked to my boss about it, she said it's kind of like that self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like a block that people have. We have this negative attitude, and it just puts you know people in a negative headspace, like we're. We just set ourselves up for failure. And some of that can come from that lack of family support or that trauma background. If you're told your whole life, oh, you're never going to amount to anything or you can't do anything right, then that person internalizes that. And it makes it very hard to, you know, may be good at, but because they've been told they're not good enough, they don't have the energy to try. My coworker, Kamika, happens to be Black. She's African-American. And she said, especially in the African-American community, that many people, there's that stigma. And she said, Black people don't want to go to therapy. We are looked at as crazy. And we think that we can just pray it out, you know, not go to a therapist, which I agree, we all need to pray. But her thing was, it's like, solve your own problem. Don't depend on somebody else.
0: Yeah, that might be a cultural thing. Like the Chinese people come to mind, they are very self-sufficient, you know, proud people. So it could play in the culture also. I didn't even think about that. And I'm wondering also if personality plays a role because I know people that are depressed or have social anxiety or other anxiety issues, and they seem to lack the energy, like you were saying, to be made for their goals. And then I know other people that are depressed and have social anxiety or other fear issues, but they go for their dreams and goals. So I'm a personality can play a role in that in the support system. I think you were talking about. I think that is so important. People needing the love and support. Absolutely. So can you think of one specific example where you or someone else in your work as a therapist helped someone who is struggling with mental illness or mental health issues and therapy made an impact on their lives? And I know you can't violate HIPAA laws with this. So without disclosing specifics, do you know of any examples?
1: Well, I kept thinking about different, you know, individuals that I've been privileged enough, you know, to be allowed to help. And something that just kept coming to my mind was that I've had several clients that said I was the only one who believed in them. And I think that's part of why I went into the field that I went into, because I wanted to be able to walk alongside people who struggle or who have a trauma background and to maybe be that only voice, you know, that says I care. Yes.
0: I believe it's Proverbs 31 at the beginning. It's somewhere in the Proverbs that says, you'll be a voice for the voice, voiceless and the helpless. That's powerful. People need to know that other people are there and they care that they're not all alone. Okay. So is it, does anyone in particular come to mind that you feel like your therapy actually made a difference in their life? Like gave them tools?
1: Okay. So, Actually, when I first started in this field, my boss is hilarious and she's one of those that, okay, you have your training, you know, you know enough about life. So she just sort of throws us out there. And one of the very first clients within the first few months that I started working there, it was a couple in a neighboring town and they struggled with domestic violence and the kids were at risk of being taken out of the home. They had a son and a daughter. The first day I showed up, The couple was sitting outside their home on a porch, and they were talking when I walked up. I had to park quite a few feet away, and as I was walking up, they began arguing. And literally within five minutes of me being there, no kidding, they were screaming, cursing. The wife picked up something and chunked it at the guy. The guy stomped off the porch, I'm not doing this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I even going to do here? So finally the guy came back after a few minutes and we sat there and we sort of talked about, you know, what their issues were, what kind of things they argued about, where their trust was at for each other. And the whole session, which was about a two-hour session that day, was just them arguing and cussing and calling names. And I thought, this is terrible, like it was very intimidating. Now, I ended up working with this couple for about a year and a half, which really is not typical in my line of work. We try to be very solution focused, so three to six months is usually you know the time frame that we aim for to help our families. But after about a year and a half, finally, the couple had gotten it together. They were able to use the tools from the domestic violence education and counseling. They used the tools. They didn't just hear the tools. They used the tools. And about six months after I closed them out, I received a call from the dad, the husband, and he said that he really wanted to thank me, that his marriage was better right now than it had been even at the beginning of their relationship.
0: Wow, I've gotten that.
1: And I told him, I said, all I did was hand you the tools. You had a choice to use the tools or to not. And you and your wife used the tools and you were successful. And now look at where you're at. You have a great marriage. So I think probably that's my biggest shining story. Glory to God, because, you know, it just had to, you just wouldn't have believed how they acted towards each other. So, yeah, that would probably be my best story.
0: That is so powerful. You had a front row seat to a Johnny De Amber Heard situation. <laughs> look how God wore That's amazing. Yes, you did hand them the tools, but God used you specifically, anointed you for that situation. So he, you are a part of that. That's amazing. So are you glad that you are a therapist? And how has a therapist changed your own life? Because, you know, I'm your sister, so I know you didn't start off in life wanting to be a therapist. You were actually a stay-at-home mom, and an unexpected crisis forced you to change directions in life. But God knew that ahead of time, just like He knew you would be the one to help that couple. And He's used it for His good and His glory. God uses you now in amazing ways with your clients. And I know you've taught with me more about Finding fulfillment in your work, but are you glad that you're a counselor, a therapist, and how has it changed your own life?
1: I would say that I'm very glad. I'm so blessed. Being a counselor, you know, has allowed me to reach out to hurting people, whether it's adults or children. It's allowed me to be an advocate for them. It's allowed me to be a source of support to many who have very limited support. I'm very grateful that God allowed me to, he birthed that dream in me for various reasons. And then he allowed me to complete my schooling and to find a great job and to work a great job for eight years and to touch people.
0: Yes, I know he does that every day. And I was amazed how you had your kids and you were working and you were going to school full time. I remember that was a very stressful time for you. And I was like, No, you are going to finish. I will kick your butt all the way to the finish line. (laughs) And you did it. That just inspires me so much how you went for your dreams and your goals yourself. And I know that God uses you. So I want to know, do you have any last minute tips for someone struggling with mental illness or mental health issues? Because it is Mental Health Awareness Month any encouragement for someone maybe who has big dreams, but they feel like they can't achieve those dreams due to mental issues. I know that in my own life, Jesus Christ is the healer and deliverer, and he has made many of my biggest dreams come true, such as traveling to different nations, being a speaker, writing my books, despite my own mental health issues of depression, fear, anxiety, and so much more. I know that nothing is impossible with God. So trust Him and believe. But do you have any last-minute tips for someone struggling and maybe feeling like they can't go for their dreams because of that?
1: First and foremost, I would say the world and the devil work hard to keep us down to Jesus because Jesus can take anything and turn it around for His glory. That's been true in my own life me having an abortion, my own struggle with depression due to the abortion, my own struggle with anxiety. Those things tried to keep me down, but somehow Jesus gave me the strength to pick myself up and to go on and to pursue those dreams. And I was able to with God's help through all those years that you were talking about me being in school and working and raising kids. That was a very difficult time in my life. I think another thing I would say is you're not alone. There is somebody, even if it's one person, there is somebody out there that cares and that wants you to succeed. Another thing I would say, build a support system. You know, sometimes when we do come from those negative patterns, you know, sometimes that's not the best option for a support system because there's still negative patterns in place. Find people who have positive patterns in their life, somebody who's going to encourage you, somebody who's going to motivate you, somebody who has your best interest at heart and wants you to succeed and to be complete in the Lord. That's just ultra important. And be aware of communities, whether it's churches, food banks, closets, community mental health your resources are sometimes we get so down because we don't know how to solve our problems but there is help sometimes in the community through these different agencies and you know resources that are out there
0: yes that is so important so many people of single moms come to mind you and i have both been a single mom and i think that is the hardest job in the world but there's churches out there chat with local pastors the food banks like maria said Know that God is always Jehovah Jireh because we as single moms have struggled so much. But I do know that God will not let you starve. We've gone through hard times, but He has never let our family starve. So He will be your provider. And like Maria said, just one person. Like for me and Maria, Maria is a therapist, but she and I talk a lot. We text or call when she's not super busy, and we have each other to reach out and tell our problems to, to pray for each other and encourage each other. And even she is a therapist. She needs that support too. We all need Jesus. And so I want to emphasize that to whoever is listening to this today, you're not alone and God will give you that help. And that help is out there for you. Don't feel like it's just too much, you know, it's never going to change because God can do such amazing, miraculous things. My one word for this year is miracle and miracles. And God can do miracles in your life. And I'm proof of that. Maria's proof of that. God, Jesus is just so amazing. So yes. I want to wrap up. Thank Maria so much for being here today. She is not only my biological sister, but my sister in Christ. She's my best friend besides Jesus. And I'm so glad I got this opportunity to talk with her. And Maria, I just know that you're making such a difference in people's lives to enable them to go for those goals and that purpose in their life, that God destiny and purpose. And God can do it through your life. So Maria, thank you for coming today.
1: For having me on your show.
0: You're welcome. And I just want to wrap up with prayer right now. God, I just come before you in Jesus' name, and I just thank you and I praise you for my sister, not only my biological sister, but my sister in Christ, that we can encourage each other and pray for each other. I thank you, Father God, for your anointing upon her, that you divinely led her to do this job, God, this career, this ministry, and how powerfully you use her. I know that maybe sometimes she doesn't realize She's being used by you, but just like that story she shared about the couple, God, you use her in amazing ways that she's not even aware of. I ask God that you would be with those that are listening to this later, God, right now and later. And I just ask God that you would be with them. Let them know they are never alone, that you love them, that you sent your son Jesus to die for them, to set them free. You set the captives free. And I pray right now, God, you would release your healing power to heal them, to be their strength, to be their provider and give them everything they need and let them know there is always hope with Jesus. As my friend Cheryl Griffin says, there is always hope through Jesus Christ. I give you all the praise, all the glory. I just pray, God, be their help and be everything they need. And God, be our help and our families also. We just give you praise and honor and glory, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening today. And thank you for joining this podcast. You can subscribe to Anchor, also on Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Radio Market, Stitcher, and Podcasts. And if you want to be sure to not miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. You can also donate one of three amounts there at Anchor. You'll see that in there to donate, to give me support, to make future episodes. My website is www.bethjones.net, international speaker and author. And my Amazon author page where you'll find the 25 books that I've written is www.amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Jones. You can check out the books I have there. This is part of my Women in Business podcast series. So I've got some more interviews lined up. My business coach, Diane Cunningham-Ellis, Doreen Penner, and more women to be sharing about being in business, using your business, your career, your ministry for God's glory. So we will talk to you later. Be blessed and have a beautiful day or night. Beth Jones is an international speaker and author wife to paramedic Ray and mom of three beautiful daughters, Heather, Eden, and Leah. Beth also helps aspiring speakers and writers to share their unique message. Beth encourages women to use their gifts for God, fulfilling their purpose and living a life they love. Need a dynamic speaker for your women's conference, retreat, or online event? Contact her at bethjones.net.